0: This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. G'day, g'day, and welcome to the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Maddie C. I am the host of the show. You can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Astro League Podcast. You can even find us now on Twitter at Astro League Pod. This is the Great Collaboration Series, where we have chats with independent podcasters who are just like us, from all kinds of genres, and from all across the Anglosphere. Each week, we're going to meet a new Ubu podcast embarking on their own passion project. Many are going to come to us from far-flung places out beyond the Black Stump, and are going to be talking about a ute load of vastly different subjects. So, let's get in and meet today's great guest. Haskins has just been an absolute turd. You could be understood for being, you know, skittish about that. Take Fournette out of the lineup. Yeah, mate, I would have Ron Jeremy size boner going for him there. <laughs> you in depth knowledge of what it's like to be boned this year. We're just going to have to realise that he's just playing like a ginger piece of shit. This is Taylor Nailed, I've got to say. It is my great pleasure to welcome my good friend Brian from the Concerts That Made Us podcast to the Astros podcast. Mate, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here.
0: Mate, it is a absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, very gracious of you to be up at ridiculous o'clock in the part of the world where you are. Do you want to just <laughs> quickly describe where you're dialing in from?
1: Yeah, so I'm in uh, Waterford in Ireland. It's uh, 12.30 a.m right wow. here but I'm a bit of a night owl so it doesn't I'm actually glad to have something to do at this time of the night instead of watching tv or trying to edit episodes oh
0: mate you can ring me at this time of day most days if you want I'll have a chat with you mate no worries <laughs> <laughs> I'm very very glad to have you on because of course it's the next day over here well it's later in the morning same morning over here it's about a nine hour time difference, so I'm at about half past nine in the morning over where I am uh, but a lot more sun oh, yeah. a little bit more civil and <laughs> uh, but very gracious <laughs> of you just to, to stay up so late to talk to a frickly, skinny little me over here. Um, <laughs> I ran into your podcast because I was just on the hunt for other great indie little podcasters to talk to and, and get to understand a bit about how other independent podcasters go about what they do. And we just wound up in a beautiful little community together. Um, do, do you want to just explain what your show is and and what it does?
1: yeah so the show is called concerts that made us it's a a music podcast it's about uh interviewing guests about their concert experiences their favorite bands they've seen and their favorite songs so it's kind of unique in the way that we actually include their favorite songs in the show and then we discuss them so i don't think there's many other podcasts doing that at the moment i haven't come across any anywhere but uh, yeah, the types of guests I have—it's a mix of podcasters and musicians. I'm kind of nowadays I'm getting a lot of musicians, yeah, up and coming bands, contact me to to come on. So it's kind of it's quite fun to kind of bring their music to a wider audience. You know, maybe people that wouldn't have had the chance to hear them.
0: I stumbled into your podcast through these groups and then started listening to some episodes. And, and I mean, I haven't gone hunting for people who do anything like what you do because i really love the way that you present it and and i find that it's really engaging and interesting to you know arm bump into the bands i've never heard of and getting the story and and i think the the experience of you having done it for a little while is really starting to shine um how long have you been doing the show
1: so uh i had the idea for it back in i think late november i kind of a bit too rapidly released my first episode, I think (laughs) like the 6th of December, and it was just uh, me talking into my phone, rambling on about what concerts I'd been into. And oh man, I like, when I log into my stats every day and see that that's after getting another download, I cringe. (laughs) I I just... It's actually embarrassing now to look back on, but we all have to start somewhere. So uh, I think... Brian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, that was around the 6th of December. And then I start releasing proper episodes, I think, on the 2nd of January. And it's been every week since.
0: That's so great. So great. And the inspiration for your podcast, Uh, you're saying it's a a lot about music going experience. You're a big music goer, obviously.
1: Yeah, 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 I am. I usually, uh, each year I seem to, well, I kind of start off with a goal of I'm going to go to more concerts than I did the year before. Oh, now, last it. year was a bit of a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a bit uh, of a road. It's a pretty good rogue. outlook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, I was one of the lucky few that managed to get to one concert last year. It was in, I think, late January, yep. early February. But, uh, if only I had a known what was around the corner. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're so promoted. that kind of yeah, yeah. It's um, it kind of gave me the inspiration. I was thinking, there's millions of other people that are missing concerts as much as I am this year. So why not get together, talk about concert stories, get the get the nostalgia going. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody Definitely. loves concert experiences. So, and the handy thing is, you'll never run out of guests. <laughs> That's
0: that is a wonderful <laughs> piece of vision right there. <laughs> Do you get this question often? No, I haven't scripted it. Uh, I send you a little list of questions, but occasionally I just get one popping in my mind that I think I should ask. Uh, what was okay. your first concert? Do you get that question often?
1: No, actually, nobody really tends to ask me about my oh, concerts. Well, yeah, they, uh, they only really talk about their own concerts. My very first concert was actually uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers back in 2004. They were playing them. Um, wow. Punches now or something in Ireland. But it was a pretty good introduction to her support by the Pixies, and oh, that was a, a great day.
0: Wow, you started really high up on the shelf. I mean,
1: like- <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, I set the bar high.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, that's an experience that then uh, you leave that with a bit of inspiration to keep going at these things. What was it about the concert, you know, feel and the concert environment that kind of reeled you in?
1: Uh, so, well, that concert in particular, I. Didn't know what to expect, and I was I was a bit apprehensive. Like, I think I was 15, 16 at the time. Wow. I was like, okay, my, yeah, I, my first time being, like, in a crowd of, like, tens of thousands, I was like, m- mosh pits, am I going to get crushed? But luckily enough, it was an absolutely beautiful day in the middle of the summer. Perfect. And uh, we went there, it was wide, wide, this big, massive open field. Everybody was in great form and uh the music just oh once the music started i was just in heaven i was like this <laughs> is what i was meant to be doing just going to concerts this is my life you know
0: wow you're amongst your own people you finally found your own people hey <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i found my own tribe
0: ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful really really wonderful so then i guess this last year with you know big public congregations like that being so much more difficult in many parts of planet earth um, man, the inspiration yeah. for the show, that's, that's a wonderful piece of insight to go, well, you know, just because we can't get to him doesn't mean we can't talk about him I-, I love that. Exactly. I love that. Mate, I have this experience when I go to a concert. Again, unscripted moment here from Matty C. Just another me rambling <laughs> off on my own little, you know, tangent here. I often find when I go to a concert, I've got in my mind how much I'm going to enjoy some of these songs. And, and then I, hmm. I end up leaving finding that there's one, maybe two songs that I just appreciate in a way I'd never had before, and they quickly become favourites in a different way. And, and I'm going to reference hmm. some, some Ireland here, some U2, because when I went to their Vertigo tour, I left with this wonderful appreciation for Sunday Bloody Sunday I'd never had before. I mean, always been a great song, but there was just something yeah. different about hearing that drum start up. in a You know, I was at the Sydney Olympic Stadium, it was enormous and i don't know there was just something about it every time i hear that drum start up now i don't think about the song the way i used to i think about it the Mm -hmm. way i felt it at that stadium tour concert and did you find that you have a similar experience where you leave a concert with a new appreciation for something you just weren't expecting
1: yeah yeah definitely so um similar to yourself like there'd always be one or two songs that for me from that day on they'll kind of be linked to the memory of that concert and linked to the emotions the feelings i was feeling during the concert and yes. like even now when i hear say going back to my first concert when i hear by the way or the other side i could tell you almost exactly where I was standing in the field and what I was what I was feeling, what I was thinking when wow. that song came on, you know?
0: Powerful thing music, isn't it? It has that real power to just transport you places. Yeah,
1: yeah, it really does, really does. It really touches you deep down inside.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It, yeah, it, it, it sounds funny to put it like that because I bet you didn't think you'd be saying that to an Australian down a phone line when you woke up this morning, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and I don't know, I have that experience a lot. Um, I, I, I'm not the world's biggest concert goer. I, I've really only been to a handful of really good concerts. But each one, I've had that experience mm. where I've either left with an appreciation for a song that you know, I either liked or, you know, was aware of but didn't have a particular love of. And, and then I've just yeah. left hearing it in a completely different way and it's just changed my outlook. But I also find just with music too, and this is not a concert thing as much, is that sometimes just hearing a song you haven't heard for a long time just brings a rush of things back. So, oh, yeah. And I think that's the tie-in with the concert thing is then you hear a song that you've, you get an attachment to from being at a concert and, and you just mm-hmm. can't hear that song the way you used to. Yeah, you only hear it in the, the newly yeah. minted way in your brain of going, wow, that's now inextricably tied to this emotional experience, this visual experience, this, this smell, whatever it might be. Um, music's a very powerful thing yeah
1: yeah and there's no there's no borders with music i find you know it unites everybody across all cultures you know it doesn't even you don't even need to have to speak the same language you could bump into say someone from the completely other side of the planet at a concert you may not speak the same language as each other but for the hour or two hours you're at that concert, you could be family. You know, you're bopping along wow. to the same song, you're you know?
0: That's an amazing thought. I hadn't considered it like that, but it truly is that the international part of what gets my brain going about music, and I don't know if you are someone who's just as addicted to this as me, but I'll watch Eurovision. And I love Eurovision. Right. Australia seems to be the only country on earth, not in Europe, that gives much of a damn about it, but <laughs> I, I actually get quite interested in watching the songs that are in foreign language because you don't need to know the language they they subtitle it whatever that's fine it's nice to know what mm-hmm. the song is about but you can kind of feel what the song's doing even without yeah. the language like it's just something that's that's completely tangible about it that that transcends language but i would never really thought about it and that that completely flips my brain on how to think about it um that's a really mm. wonderful thought man i like that
1: yeah yeah, and about the whole, uh, the whole language thing, one of the first uh, international guests I had on the show was a guy from Hungary, And wow. so every song every song he was picking was a Hungarian song. Now, yeah, yeah. They were by <laughs> Hungarian artists that were massive in Hungary, but like I'd never heard of them, and they weren't really famous outside of Hungary. But I was listening to these songs, not understanding one word. But, like, I was tapping my foot, nodding my head along, and it was like I was coming up with a story of what I thought the song was about. Like, there was one of them, and it just gave me a, a feeling like it was a song about a lost love. And I said it oh. to him after the song was played, and he was like, it's very, very similar. It's a, I think he said it was a song about his father having died and never getting to tell him he loved him or something like that. Wow. So...
0: That's uh, pretty close. I mean, you're picking up the emotion of it and the, uh, the, the feel of the song without the language. Yeah, yeah. I just think that there's something amazing about that. Uh, there was this Iranian guy who I knew in a previous life uh, working in a, a, a completely different career way back when who invited me to one of his shows playing traditional hmm. sort of Persian-Iranian music. And, and I mean, you did, definitely didn't need to understand what he was saying. You could feel it, especially when he's playing it in yeah. front of you in a small, like maybe the audience was fifty people in this small social club. That was really intimate, and you really got the feel for that. I mean, it can be completely different when you're in a packed stadium with eighty thousand people. <laughs> I love stadium concerts, by the way. Yeah. They're they're wild. They're so much fun. Uh, but oh, yeah. but yeah, I think there's definitely something about music that that can absolutely transcend what you what you understand in terms of language. Um, yeah, and I, I like that. Then you know, if you're, you're hitting boundaries that are crossing language and you're, you're going into different parts of europe you're going outside of europe uh that, yeah. that's really wild did you think the show was going to do that when you started it up
1: no not at all so uh so i mentioned i released my first cringe cringeworthy episode in <laughs> december and the next one yeah. was the start of january so for them four weeks i was like going through my phone looking at my address book, like, who could I ask on? Who would be good at speaking about concerts? I thought yeah. I'd only ever get to interview people I knew personally. Then, the uh, I suppose the first uh, idea I got that other people might be interested was I put a question on Reddit. And within a week, I had, I'd had i say I had about 50 or 60 people saying they were interested to come on the show and that liked the idea. So uh, wow. I started reaching out. Contacting back and setting stuff up, you know,
0: that's extraordinary. Kind
1: of, yeah, it was kind of mind blowing.
0: Oh, that would be. It it just, I don't know how you'd handle that change in mindset to go. Well, you know, I'm literally just going to be asking mates what they thought about when we went to this concert on this, you know, soggy ground on this, you know, rainy Tuesday in (laughs) summer of you know 2011. (laughs) Um, and now you've mm. got people reaching out to you saying, hey, let's yeah, talk. Yeah. That's why. Exactly. I love that. So it sounds like, I mean, that's something that you've learned along the way is that, wow, man, actually, you've you kind of tapped into this thing that's got a lot of reach. What what else have you learned along the way? If you've been podcasting since the sort of end of last year, uh, um, you've got some stories, I bet. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, on the technical side, I've went from, as I said, recording interviews into my phone to actually getting a mic and a mixer and starting to get my head around editing software, stuff like that, trying to improve from a technical st- a technical standpoint. Yeah. Uh the biggest takeaway aside from the technical side would be how great the podcast community is. And how yes. you know there's so many other awesome podcasters out there. And from an outsider joining that community, I was kind of thinking, you know, like I'm a complete novice I'm an outsider, but you're accepted straight away. You make so many great friendships and like you're welcomed in straight away. And people are so, so open to offering help and advice and, you know, and supporting your show as well.
0: 100%. 100%. I had the exact same experience. And I think everybody who comes in you worries that they're going to be like, oh, is this going to be clicky? People are going to want to interact with me. I'm so small time, I'm just starting out. Yeah. But then you find when new people come in, once you've got a bit of experience too, you're like, well, I was new once. And I think that's the experience yeah. that people have when you come in is to go, well, I was new once. Because I think everybody wants to see each other get better. I think that's the beautiful thing about it is yeah, everyone's on their own thing and they're doing their own passion project. But if I could just sort of suggest something that I've heard, and I go, oh, man, had you you know considered this or you say that to me? And, and then it's also accepted in the way it's intended that people – aren't trying to tear each other down or trying to step on each other to climb up themselves. Everyone's trying to lift each yeah. other up. It's so wonderful.
1: It really is. We're all trying to, to grow together. Like the way you reached out to me, for instance, and asked me to come on this, you know, to to help out the show and hopefully get my show to reach a better audience and your show, vice versa, you know. It's a perfect example of uh, how podcasters help each other out and want to grow together.
0: Oh, 100%. And I don't know how many folks who listens to uh, concerts that made us are going to be real American football nerds who don't just like American football, but also like the nerdy <laughs> bit where they turn into fantasy football because that's how nerdy we get over here. But I definitely think the other way around that there's probably a bunch of people who play American football who are they're concert goers and, and they've got their music interested and, and maybe this show uh, appearing here might just uh, hopefully draw a few people to come and check you out. Uh, and that would be... A great result. If uh, just a couple of folks who listen to this would be happy to come and check out what you do over there. Because, I mean, I I don't know if anyone else. uh, I got into a couple of episodes and and now it's just kind of part of my routine now. It's just part of my routine. I I found you on Apple Podcasts. I subscribe to it. I'm probably a decent part of the Australian contingent of your downloads. I don't know. But and I'm so. trying to work my way backwards and try to listen to some older stuff. But I won't listen to your December episode, I promise. I was
1: just going to say to give it a miss.
0: <laughs> I, I, I promise, I promise. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, um, you know, if we can just introduce your show to a few new faces, um, you know, that, that'd be a good result. That, that's really what I was sort of hoping. That'd, that be, this great.
1: that'd be great. And
0: would be great. And to be honest, it's just great to get a window to chat live To somebody else who's working on their passion project too, you know. Yeah, yeah. What you're doing can't be terribly much different from what I'm doing in terms of what show I'm making. Mine's very Mm -hmm. narrow about a very specific thing about a sport that's even foreign to my shores, and and our shows don't have a ton in common in that respect. But I love that we can just get together and have a half hour conversation like this. Yeah, because we've got still enough in common. (laughs) I
1: I actually have a question i've been uh, I've been dying to ask you. So (gasps) since you're based in. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I thought of it ages ago and I kept meaning to ask you when, uh, when we'd be in the group at the same time, but I never got the chance. So I might as well ask you now. Perfect time. Since you're in Australia, why American football? Is it massive in Australia <laughs> or what's the story? It,
0: it is not massive in Australia. Uh, I guess for me, I I got interested in American football from playing the Madden series of, um, of games on, on PlayStation way back when. And then I just had the good fortune to work with a guy who understood the game pretty well and mm. found a local team to play with. And, and then I got encouraged to play as well. And, I mean, I'm not a big guy. Just for those um, who, who haven't sort of seen my rakish figure, I'm uh, about <laughs> five foot eleven and uh, gee, 62 kilos, about 130 pounds. I don't – yeah, I think that's probably translated about right. And so I'm not a big guy. And my mm. first thought was, well, unless you hold the, kick, the football for the kicker, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do for any football team. It's all very violent. I'd only played non-contact sport. But I, I just I, – I enjoyed the community of it so much. And then it worked out, that there were probably some things I could do to contribute to a team. And I ended up playing for six seasons here in a little comp in in Canberra in Australia. And, and then the team – I don't know. We all started to get to age where we we're having families and, and finding it hard to commit the time. Uh, and so our team folded, which is then where the fantasy football comes in. So it was just probably good timing and a little bit of luck. Yeah that i ran into it and i think in more recent years the sport has got more notoriety over here because there's some pretty liberal betting laws and and it's easy to bet on american sports because there's so many exotic things you can bet on oh how many passes a guy's going to throw how many baskets a guy's going to shoot you know any of these things because american sports built to be so measurable and you can bet on all these sort of things from an app on a phone in your pocket so that uh, it's more about the appeal on on people being able to bet on it, I think, uh, more than true fellowship of the sports. Because yeah. uh, the betting laws here are pretty pretty liberal. Oh, yeah. That's that's. that's so I think great. that's why there's popularity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. I mean, I don't know. I'm a Jaguars fan, so it's not like I've hopped on a great team and followed the success of a great team for 15 years. I've hopped on a terrible team who, (laughs) um, you know, who've won very, very little. (laughs) (laughs) But because I enjoy the sport, I've hung around because I enjoy the sport and I like the camaraderie of the guys. Um, And and I don't know, I'm a data guy, so it's fantasy football bit. Um, In my life, I work in sales and and a lot of data and spreadsheets, so that's – there's a lot of appeal to fantasy for me because uh-huh. it's much more about the probabilities and numbers yeah. and and I don't know if you've played like I guess like premier league fantasy football or, or any of those sort of you know uh, basketball fantasy I actually haven't um, no you know it's a whole bunch of those sorts of other offshoots Yeah. if you're in the numbers and you enjoy the sport yeah you can have a good time playing it yeah that, that's kind of how this sh- this this uh, show started up too is it was pretty much 15 of us, not named me, who were um, in the fantasy league that we started 10 plus years ago. It was going to be pretty much just a little show inward looking to our league, but ah, a few of the guys wanted to turn it more into a radio show, and and here we are. Have you hit that point with your show, too, where along the way so far you've had to go, okay, need to gear it differently? Firstly, you're thinking you're talking to your mates, and now all of a sudden you're talking to a lot of external parties. Has that really changed the way you approach making your show?
1: Uh, so I've got a lot more comfortable. I feel like I've uh, really hit my groove with it. I've noticed that for some guests, it will uh, it won't be focused on concerts or concerts they've been to. That it's better to focus on concerts they've played if they're a band. I had one. Yes. I had one guest who worked in the music industry. So. I actually thought it'd be better. She started her own com- uh, her own company for artist development. So I was like, right, it's going to be ridiculous now to do an interview, asking her what concert she's been to, when it'd be more beneficial to interview her about her company and give an insight into what it's like working behind the scenes, you know? Mm. So uh,
0: That was a great episode. I really enjoyed that because it was a completely different thing from everything else you've done, but it was still really on brand. I, I thought it was a great oh, episode.
1: Thanks a million. Thanks a million.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. You're really welcome. Because I think it takes a bit of bravery to do something like that when you've been in a channel of, okay, this is the angle that we're taking and these are the guests I'm going to have. And then you get the opportunity to take on a guest who does something different. Yeah, And there's some real bravery in taking that on. So yeah, it was you've been well rewarded for it because that was a great I episode.
1: I so. really appreciate it.
0: Mate, where can people find your podcast? What podcatchers collect your podcast and people can go out, find it, download it, subscribe?
1: So we're on all the major ones. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio, Radio, Amazon than Google. I'm told people don't like Google, but uh, we're still there. We're on all the other major ones, <laughs> Apple, Spotify. The uh, the music episodes now I've mentioned, I usually put out two versions of each one. So one with the music, one without the music. The one with the music is only yep. available on Spotify, but the one without the music is available yep. everywhere you will find your podcasts.
0: So I think the lesson there is everyone get him on Spotify because you get the yeah, music, you
1: get the good stuff on <laughs> Spotify. <laughs>
0: Now, I can't have you on this American football podcast without asking you some pretty pointy American football questions. Yeah. So you're not going to avoid it. Are you, are you ready the for
1: it? The part I was dreading. The part I was dreading. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, chin up, mate. Chin up. Uh, so far, I've had a few people run this ringer, and uh, the high water mark is getting one right. So yeah, um, man, I think I'm you're a not good
1: chin- confident even on that part, but we'll, we'll give it a try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm very good, mate. The spirit of giving yeah. it a go. All right, question one. So just a bit of background to this question firstly. There's been 55 Super Bowls that have been won, right? So that's how big the pond here is. Can you guess – I'm not going to get you to guess who, but can you guess of the team who's won the most how many Super Bowls they've won? Oh. So you've got two teams who've who've won the most combined. Okay. Okay. Do you know how many you'd have to have to have the most?
1: Hmm. I want to say that actually is a tough one. You're making me think now.
0: <laughs> I've taken the football out of it, I've made it a maths question.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a not another good strong point of mine, but uh okay I'll say <laughs> Oh
0: bugger but I, I didn't do enough research. <laughs> Spell Super Bowl. Yeah, no, yeah, that,
1: that that might work. <laughs> <Can you>
0: do-
1: <laughs> oh, um Okay, I'll just throw a number out there. 15.
0: Whoa, that would be so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bit too high?
0: It's actually surprisingly low. I think you're going to be surprised. There's two teams that have won. Okay. Six. Oh, That's the most. Jeez. It's reasonably well spread out.
1: Oh, I was kind of...
0: How about that? So, pitch, I was kind
1: yeah, of thinking uh, of, you know, soccer. In England, I was thinking there'd be, like, a team like United that are constantly (laughs) winning every year. Yeah, or bloody Liverpool,
0: yeah, (laughs) with all their millions from way back when. Uh, I mean, the beautiful thing about their only big 55 is that it it means it's Mm. really modern, and in modern times, there have been so many more checks and balances to keep it even. Yeah. And it's a salary-capped sport, so that that does help. And you get teams – I mean, so there's 32 teams in the comp, 28 of them have appeared in Super Bowls. So, I mean, huh. that's a lot to make it to a grand yeah. final um, in a 32-team comp. Yeah, anyhow, it's um, it's probably surprising, but Pittsburgh and, and New England have six each, and no one Jeez. has more. No one has more. So, that's it. Super well spread out. All right. Uh, question two. This, <laughs> this is a great question. You're going to love this because, okay. uh, it's, it's, again, I've taken the football area. Right, out of it. right. <laughs> So, so what U.S. state do the Kansas City Chiefs play their home games in? Uh, Kansas or
1: no, and uh, Ohio? I know there's two Kansas Cities, enter.
0: <gasps> you're so on the right track here. Oh man, you're so on the right track here. So Kansas City sort of straddles a border, but the majority part of Kansas City proper is in Missouri. Ah, and there's a bit of Kansas City that's in Kansas. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, the reason I thought this would be a good question though Let me give you some background here Is when Kansas City won the Super Bowl last mm. season So not this year where they got beaten Donald Trump sends out this post congratulating Kansas On the success of their their team <laughs> in the Super Bowl But they're not from Kansas And I just thought that it was rather funny oh. uh, That the president of those United States He's kind of a state.
1: typical Trump <laughs> <laughs>
0: I also thought there'd be this beautiful moment where we could laugh about Trump afterwards. So I'm glad we got to do that. Uh, Okay. Sadly, my friend, this third question does have to do with football, uh, but it's a 50, 50. So here we go. Um, So there's a position on the football field called center. Does that position play on the offense or the defense?
1: I would say offense because he's in the center. So he's pushing forward. Maybe I could be completely wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brian, I'm proud of you. I was actually starting to sweat here, man. Oh, I left a lot of pause. (laughs) I might stretch that pause out in post production to make it like a minute and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. Well done, mate. Well done. Yeah, the center's the guy who holds the ball and snaps it under his legs to the quarterback. Uh He's bloody important. Um, yeah, yeah. Well done, mate. Well done on the board. And uh, I don't want to blow it, but, uh, mate, at this point, you are actually equal world champion with everyone who's taken the quiz. So oh, well done. That
1: makes me go feel Ireland. good. Let's go.
0: <laughs> Representing well, mate. <laughs> Representing well. Mate, thank you for being so gracious and taking my silly little quiz. No, I think it's a nice lightweight. It.
1: Finish it's fine. Uh, the, the <laughs>
0: Now, we know where to find your podcast, but where do we find you in the social media? How do we contact you? Let's wrap it up with a nice big plug.
1: Okay, so we're on all the, all the main socials. We're on Twitter at Concerts Us. We're on Instagram at Concerts That Made Us Podcast and the same on Facebook. So basically, if you just Google Concerts That Made Us Podcast, we'll come up everywhere.
0: Ah, oh, that is so great. Find him too, because the content is terrific. And of course, everyone knows you can find us at Astro League Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram there. We also just we stumbled into Twitter recently and we are at Astro League Pod. Uh, and we're on every podcatcher you can imagine too. Brian, thank you so much for staying up to some <laughs> o'clock in the morning to talk to me way over here in Oz. It's been Thanks
1: absolutely and I really, really enjoyed it. it. was the the actual funnest part was the quiz at the <laughs> Mate,
0: end. And, Oh, you enjoyed that? I actually did, even
1: though I was was dreading it. Oh, trust me, I was dreading it beforehand, but no. (laughs) I'm actually quite proud of myself now. I got one right.
0: (laughs) You you got one right. You you are a football champion. I'm telling you. Like, you're going to have to all share the belt. I'm going to have to cut the belt into pieces and mail it to different parts of the globe. That's how that's going to work. Oh, Oh, mate, I'm going to let you go, but thank you again, mate. And uh, everyone, find Cotsus that made us everywhere you get podcasts. Jam it into Google and find him on social media. Look after yourself, Brian.
1: Thanks for coming by. Thanks man. take it easy. Uh
0: Hooroo, mate. Thanks. See you, brother. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. (laughs) Us Aussie folk can say some odd things. Perhaps a crash course in our language is best attempted in moderation. Mate. Give yourself an uppercut to be reminded to take a reality check. Someone once actually bothered to tell Philip Rivers' wife to use birth control. Give yourself an uppercut, mate. Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. Mm-hmm.